Between You and Me, the podcast for fabulous but possibly frazzled women who want to take charge of their lives. Co-hosted by Galway journalist and NLP coach Maria McHale and Dublin journalist and the midlife coach Alana Kirk. Because let's face it, between you and me, we'd all love to be able to press pause once in a while. Hi and welcome to another Between You and Me podcast. Today we're talking about circus acts. Yep, that brilliant act that all women learn to do. Walking the tightrope, trying to keep a balance on life and of course the one we all struggle with, the struggle with juggle. Uh, Mm -hmm. The struggle is real, Uh, often filed under women's issues. Uh, The struggle to juggle family and work is actually a very real problem for women and can turn into a bit of a crisis. Maria, we've both suffered with the struggle (laughs) together, haven't we? Not only have we suffered it, we have talked for so many hours about how we should sort ourselves out and deal with it. So yes, we we know it intimately, I think, definitely. Yeah, I think the struggle with with doing all this is that also it's just very much the expectations we put on ourselves. And I know that certainly applies to me where, you know, I... I think we've talked about this in a podcast before, you know, the have to, I should. Um, when usually when you're in the mad struggle, you kind of go, actually, what, what, how many of these things do I actually have to do? And usually it's not that many. But I think it's also the expectation that that's just the way life should be. And I think uh, one of the things that I'm coming around to is this idea that actually we need to really challenge this idea that we need to be, we we don't have enough support in our lives. We Mm. were sort of told the dream we could have it all, but actually it feels more like we were sold a nightmare. Um, For many of us, you know, having it all actually just means like doing it all. And I mean, certainly what lockdown has shown a lot of people is that it's really, really hard to juggle home life and work life. And I just don't think a lot of the time the supports are there. Um, I, I, don't, I don't make these comments normally, and I, I certainly don't mean it to be sexist, but I do, I, I know I'm being a bit general, but I do think that if men had had to juggle in the same way that women have had, there'd be a lot more support structural supports in society to help out. There isn't enough affordable childcare. There isn't enough um, acknowledgement um, that that more needs to be, the work-life home needs to be separated out more equally, to put it nicely. Um, Mm. And also expectation now that it's just a normal way of life to be living an actual overwhelm the vast majority of the time and to feel burnt out and exhausted most of the time. Yeah. And I, I, well, it's funny enough because I think it's two things really. And I know it's certainly two things in in relation to the way I live, have lived my life. I mean, one thing which is going to make me giggle when I say this now, like a school child, um, you know, it's all about our balls. How many balls we have to throw in the air at any one time and, and the everyday life pressures that, you know, we actually take on. So there's an element, yes, there is an issue with affordable childcare. And I, I definitely, you know, my girls are teenagers now, but God, I remember trying to put two quick kids through crash when I was working and the sheer amount of money I used to pay out monthly for the privilege. Um, and, you know, it was just a huge chunk, but it, there was no other way for me to actually work. And so the juggling, sometimes I feel like almost we get into a state where we're almost proud of, it's like a badge of honor. Definitely. We have so much to do. And then there, there is also the issue, like you say, of society where it's kind of the expected that, you know, everyone else is doing it. So, or we, we seem to see that other amazing women that in our circles 
seem to just do it all fine and why can't we do it all you know and I think um you know I basically dropped my balls I just said do you know what I am this juggling is not working for me and I was set of balls in order to drop your balls I know yeah yeah I left you know I just remember saying to myself one day I was thinking of you know and and I know we've talked before I the overwhelm I used to feel and the anxiety I used to get around things because I was trying to be perfect and I just remember one day just saying I'm not supposed to keep all these balls in the air at the same time like why do I actually it's not feasible it's not the world record I think is for juggling is something like 16 balls actually that's just puff we say puff to that because we juggle about 342 on a daily basis but um yeah no it is I think it's that also that image of you know we kind of juggle 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 in the hope that if we just get everything done, we'll be able to relax. But it's like that game, you know, guacamole or whatever, we have to hit the little hippo heads. Never and it's never going to be that moment where you've just got it all sussed and sorted. Yeah. And, uh, you, or if you do, oh God, I mean, I'm a mad joke. I used to be, you know, if I did have a sort of mad moment where I thought I've got everything on top, I'd find something else to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was a huge thing for me. Um, that everything and it's not that it had to be perfect but I felt like it had to be done there was always this amount of things that had to be done particularly when the kids were smaller and I used to feel guilty then because I'd be feeling like I should be spending time with them but then the house is going to fall down around us and you know it was all a bit crazy and I think I just you know I think when I had when I developed anxiety well obviously it was really debilitating but it also made me it was the first time I, I actually kind of got help and said and was like why am I doing all this why isn't it working <laughs> and it was that thing of when I that was when I suddenly thought actually and you know just sitting with someone else and and saying why did I take all this on myself yeah. uh, and I still do it now why, why is it not working whether yeah. I'm trying to do the job with 15 people in this yeah, space exactly. of nine hours you know? and also that it seems to be a surprise to a lot of us because I know yeah. we both coach women and you know I hear women and I see them and and particularly because I tend to coach business women um and you know it's it's this madness where they come you know we're we're chatting and I'm going yeah I've got all the t-shirts not just one of them I have all of them because I've literally done all the stupid things of trying to do everything yeah. by myself and and I do think um you know there's a little element of for a long time it was a story I told myself that I had to do, somehow I'd some God given, you know, you know, this was delegated to me, which wasn't the case. And somehow that, you know, this is what successful women did. They could do it all. And I think particularly our generation was very much on the, we can do it all. Yeah, Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's not even, I think, you know, it's, it's across the board. Um, It's women, like we both work from home and we did that in order to facilitate. Mm -hmm. That's no you know that's no bag of fun hmm. trying to juggle work and kids at home but it, it has a whole completely different set of issues to those who have to go out every day and have to get your kids ready and out to crash or school and back and then you can't take a day off so l- nobody's I don't think got it easier or better you just sort of choose which problems you have yes. um and I think it is that idea that uh we expect to do everything and want some kind of reward but actually the reward is really just exhaustion and guilt and feelings of failure um, and we, we've all had those stories and you know part of it is also look we all know what we're getting into having a family well actually we don't I don't think anybody knows what they're getting into <laughs> to have a baby I don't think anybody actually really comprehends just how much having children affects your life and affects yeah. your um your, your everything from energy levels to just the amount of time that they literally suck out of the, the air like a vortex. Yeah. 
Um, so we all go into it knowing that, the, the, you know, certainly it's not going to be a walk in the park necessarily. And that's something we all have to do. And look, you know, we're in a very privileged position as women of this generation to be able to have a career and jobs and work and have kids and use and have our imaginations being used and all of that stuff. Because I mean, I think it's the generations before us oh, whose sole purpose in life really was to facilitate the lives of others. Yeah. So washing took a day every week, yeah. every week. Yeah. You know, your, your entire existence was there to actually raise children, people. So at least we have this wonderful opportunity yeah. to do something with our lives. Um, and so, it's not saying that oh we want it just to be really easy because no. we know it's not it's, it's a period of time when you juggle work and and kids and family and it's going to be a bit more high octave than than, than yeah. when you were single working the funny thing about it is that we we do take on and you know we'll talk in a minute about how to stop all the crazy but we do take it on and we do have to do it and particularly if you've had a family now for people who haven't had a family they often have work and you know there's other types of family if you didn't have children but um, there's definitely this whole feeling of, you know, we must be a certain way to be accomplished, to be successful. And I think that's the bit where you we end up, you know, getting sold down the river, really, because and we sell ourselves down the river because we take on these things. And I think it there comes a point, you know, the, the irony of it all is. We are so, so busy. And then we get this awful bit of the empty nest when, when life yes. goes back to normal. And it's like, we nearly don't know what to do with ourselves. What to do with ourselves. I know. And I'm definitely now, because I'm coming out that end of, you know, having older teenagers where I know when in quite feasibly in a couple of years, they may well be going off to university or whatever. And instead of dreading it, I'm actually like looking forward to this new and different way I'm going to be living after all those years of chaos. And I suppose because I've done a lot of work around trying not to be the perfectionist and the crazy juggling 20 balls, I've put down the balls and I am literally now looking forward to it. And I do think a lot of it is a mindset issue. And as you say, that sounds so easy to say because we both still on a weekly, on a daily, on a five minute basis, I think we both acknowledge that we, we battle this whole kind of like, I would, I need to do it, but I don't need to do it, but I should do it. <laughs> we should actually have just recorded our conversation yesterday as the podcast <laughs> where we both literally just ranted about, you know, oh my God, it's so hard. And, and the thing is, we know this stuff now and we, yeah. you know, as, as professional coaches and we work with other people and we know how to, to do this stuff. But that doesn't mean that there are days when we forget to do it for ourselves and we feel that overwhelmed. But I remember, and you know, it is, it's part of life. You have a job, you've got kids, you're going to have to juggle. I remember once years ago and I was, uh, I'd given up my job at Bernardo's but I, and I'd worked previously years in the UNICEF before that. So I still did a lot of campaign writing for charities. So this particular day I was interviewing a doctor out in the Congo in the middle of the Ebola crisis. And it just so happened my mother was down and I'd booked tickets for this particular um, exhibition somewhere in the National Gallery. So I had the two kids at the time uh, in a double buggy. I call those the double buggy years. They were a particular form of torture, the double buggy years, you know, we just everywhere you went, you were that woman, you know, lugging buggy in and out of a car, two children, one vomiting, one crying. Oh my God. The double buggy years have a special <laughs> shelf for me that I just can't even go back to yet. But um, so there I am with the two kids, my mother in the exhibition, and I know I've got to make this phone call at a certain time. And, you know, 
the phone call happens. I'm not, exa- I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I have now had to trap myself in a toilet to talk to this guy who's come out of a, you know, and it's take, it takes them an, a, a month, or sorry, an hour to get out of their PPE gear mm-hmm. in the Ebola crisis. He's sweating, they've got to drink loads and loads of water. And this is his specified time. So I can't say to him, do you know what? Doesn't suit. My child's just vomited over here. And my mom is sort of a bit stressed out. And so I, I'm sitting under in a toilet with my foot against the door, with my kids screaming screaming against the, do- the other door to try and get into me oh, when I try and talk to this man. And I just, I got home later, wrote up the piece, did the thing. And I thought, this is life. Like this life was never meant to be this stressful. No, no. And it is mad. And I think, you know, like we said now, I mean, I know that I, you know, partly it's the fun uh, element is it's not all a bad thing. Sometimes I get overwhelmed because I literally am having so much fun. There's so many things I want to do. There's work things. You know, we say yes to lots of things. And then before you know it, your diary is completely full and you're like, oh, uh, how did that happen? Uh, You put it all in your diary. You know, I find myself going, this is me. And I suppose that's the one thing where I've, um, you know, so many times I've just thought, Maria, you're actually in charge of this. So why do you, why does this keep happening? You know, why, why do you keep doing it? Slightly little bit, not addicted, but you know, it's the buzz, isn't it? Because um, we want the ideal, don't we? Yeah, you know, yeah. I, you know I, I have gorgeous times with my girls and you know, if I, I want that ideal. I want those, you know, uh, magazine cover photos of us all picnicking in the park with matching napkins and rug and, you know, he's fighting. Yeah, that's never happened, by the way, you know. Um, but, you know, you want to do all those wonderful things. Um, and even now, you know, with lockdown, trying to juggle the work and the kids at home, there's just this constant guilt because I'm not doing what I should be, you know, and, and, and what I should. There's the heavy, the awful word. Um, the kids are fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. And I definitely did, you know, technically the worst parenting thing ever uh, when lockdown happened because both my girls were doing the junior search, which thankfully didn't happen. We didn't know that at the time. But I very much made the decision that I was not going, I said this to you yesterday, that I was not going to homeschool them in the sense of now I know they're older and everything. I was not going to be, are you doing your study? Because I was thinking... I just don't need this other element of stress. I will be their mother in lockdown. I will feed them. I will comfort them. I will look after them. I'll be in the moaning post. I will do that. I will not be their teacher as well as all these other things. And actually, that we, and I know it's harder when you've younger kids, but I, for me, that was a huge ball that I just left right yeah. at the door and didn't even entertain. And I think more and more when we get into all this juggling, we, we just have to, you know, take a moment and step back and go, really, is this serving me? Like, is it making me happy? Is it worth it? Yeah. And it's <laughs> funny, though, because, I mean, I, I've been through this process myself the last few years. And certainly with my teenager, I said, you look, I, I'm trusting you to do the work. Because yeah. I had to focus on the nine-year-old and yeah. do the maths. And, and, you know, deal with this total humiliation. That's, I actually couldn't do some of the maths. But that's a whole different kettle of fish. Yeah. But... Um, but yeah, no, I think, and I, so I have learned that, that, you know, as I call myself a recovering perfectionist, and mm-hmm. the biggest thing is that idea of letting go. And it's hard. It's really hard because I think a lot of women, and certainly a lot of women that I coach, are nearly held together with the tension of managing everything. And if we let something go, if we, the whole thing will unravel. It's like a sort of ball mm-hmm. of wool. Um, and it's slowly, slowly understanding that, it's the tighter you hold that ball, actually, the harder it is on you. And you do have to just 
take the nerve, take the courage to start letting go little bits, um, which is actually a nice segue into, you know, what can we give in terms of advice, uh, mm. in terms of, you know, how do we, we can't, I've talked about this so many times in the podcast and I'll do it again now, the CIA, what can I control? What can I influence? And what do I accept, have to accept? And the biggest thing for me was having to accept that I can't do everything brilliantly, that I'm mm. going to have to lower my standards and have a good enough standard. And that was hard. It is hard because of course you want your children to be absolutely, have every positive experience they possibly can. Of course you want to be able to do the best job you can. Of course you want to have home cooked meals and and home cooked dinner parties and the house sparkling with cleanliness. But you just have to accept that actually in order for me to function as a healthy human being, which is the ultimate goal, yeah, there's going to have to be a good enough standard rather than a perfect standard. And then you're back into control and influence. Well, what I can control the things that matter to me and I can influence, you know, things that I can choose to get involved in or not. Definitely. And, you know, I suppose you talked there about that ridiculous experience of being, of locking yourself in the loo. You know, I think we've all probably been there with different kinds of things. But when, when I did develop anxiety and, you know, we're talking about being healthy, I was mentally unhealthy. It was debilitating to me. And it was a wake up call in that I had to go, all the things I've been doing to this point, uh, they may have brought me joy. And they obviously it was, my life was really good. I had, I had done lots of amazing things, but they weren't working for me right now. And I did have to completely change the way I thought about things. And that's when I first got into the whole kind of NLP thing. And I've done so many courses around it because I really credit it with just changing the whole, it literally changed the way I think. Yes. And it sounds so simple, but it was it, all those things about we should, the pressure we feel that I literally went, actually, I'm in charge of me. Yeah. Nobody else can control me, can affect me, only me. And I am making myself anxious with all the overthinking that I'm doing. And I think that what's really sad, and again, a lot of the women that I coach is that we, 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 have, we almost allow ourselves to get to the stage where we run down by our lives as opposed to understand that we can run our lives. And actually, whenever I'm dealing with someone who is in that space, I actually have this very physical model piece where I get them to draw a little picture of themselves and a little stick woman or whatever way they want, or they can be very artistic if they like, with their hands in the air. And then I literally get them to draw circles. And these are the balls they're juggling. Oh, yes. And I get them to write down every single aspect of their life that they're managing. And there's always that moment of slight shock when they look at it and go, oh my God, when I see it physically on paper. And then what I do is I take them to the process of how many of those balls can we set down? Mm-hmm. Or how many of those balls have to be, can be shared? And how many of those balls are really adding joy to your life and how many are based on expectations? So, so that's a process thing. But, um, but yeah, that piece, we don't want to get, let people get to the stage where they're run down by their lives. We want to start mm-hmm. taking ownership and running of our lives. And, and I think because then it's, and it feels sometimes really hard work that, oh God, really, this is another thing I've got to manage. I've got to manage myself now. But actually, yes, you do. Um, it's just talking to someone, you know, it's letting the pressure valve loose on, a, you know, the pressure cooker idea. That's like us having a moan yesterday, acknowledging, because I would not have told people when I was really anxious. Um, whereas now I'm like, God almighty, what a fucking awful day this was. Too many absolutely. things happened. Yeah. And we can talk about it yeah. and admit that, God, it's been a bit of a clusterfuck. 
So <laughs> you know I like my acronyms. So yeah. in order to just give a little bit of tips and, and, and think techniques for, for women who, before we get to the stage where you're just really running out the door, screaming like a banshee, um, or that was me just last Tuesday. <laughs> but um, so I've called it time um, because one of the things that we understand is that time, we we feel that time is something we don't have enough of, yet it's actually one of our most precious resources. Um, so I've called it time, which is the T for time, I for intention, M for manage, and E for energy. And I'll just quickly go through them. The time piece is, and every time I sit with someone, I go, you have to make more time for yourself. They go, oh, yes, but there isn't. There's no more time in the day. You need to give me more time. So what I try to teach them is you have to take time and you have to make time. No one is going to come to you and say, oh, here's an hour. Take that hour and just go and do whatever you want. Just lie down on the floor there, plug yourself into some intravenous gin and, you know, listen to some nice music. No one's going to give you time. No one is going to take any responsibilities off your shoulders just for the sake of it. You have to make and take that time. And I always go through a process with them and they go, oh, yeah, but there isn't any. And then we actually look and see where are you investing your time where are you spending time doing extra things? And inevitably we can find spaces. The most important thing isn't about finding more time to do stuff. It's actually about taking things out of your time. Um, and then you, and whether that's getting up an hour earlier, just that you have an hour to yourself before everybody else gets up, wherever that might be. The second piece is intention. And again, that's, we talk about this a lot. Unless you intentionally manage your day, Everybody will take a piece of it. Uh You have to intentionally say, right, I am putting this time in the diary for me or I'm going to, you know, and and I think we both work from home. And it's interesting that a lot of people under lockdown are learning this now. and And I can see the ones who are new to working from home because they still haven't worked out that, oh, just because you're working from home and all your work is now at home means you still get to switch off. It took me years, years to get to the point where I would go, I'm finished my work now, even though I'm at home Yeah, and to switch off. And I think it's really important to have boundaries and intentionally say, I'm going to take time today to exercise. I'm going to take time today to go for a walk in this, whatever your thing might be, or to connect with pals or whatever it is. Those shouldn't be the last thing on the list. Yes. They shouldn't be the things that get done when all the jobs get done. They're mm-hmm. the things that happen. And if some jobs don't get done, well, we'll get done tomorrow. Yeah. But that intentional piece for you which leads me on to the M to manage. We are brilliant at managing our families and our kids and the calendar and work and the house and the home and all this. And we're absolutely shit at managing ourselves. Mm -hmm. We somehow think that managing ourselves is the last thing we should do. Whereas Maria is nodding emphatically because we both have learned the very hard way, both with breakdowns in sense of getting to the end of our tethers that actually you manage yourself first mm. and then everything else flows from that. Yeah. Uh, and we'll go back and talk about that in a second. And then the last one is out of that time acronym is energy. We only have so much. And although I've been talking about time, it isn't about managing your time. It's actually about managing your energy. You only have so much. And there are certain things in your life which will drain you and certain things in your life which will give you gain. Yeah. And you've got to make sure that every day there's a really good balance of both. Yeah. And I think um, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. One is self-awareness, because in all of this, uh, it kind of fits in with your time thing, but that you have to acknowledge and be aware of your triggers 
and the point of no return with your stress. And there's that expression you can't pour from an empty cup. But, you know, invariably, particularly with motherhood, you can't say to your kids, um, oh, just give me, I'll come back to you tomorrow on that. <laughs> just put it in my appointment. You know, they want everything now. So sometimes when you are reaching empty, so you do need to get to the point before you are empty. And again, we both have the t-shirts on how not to do that. But one of the great books that I read was this book called The One Thing by Gary Keller. And I just remember, again, we're, we're back on the balls again. <laughs> but he really did, uh, for me anyway, that helped me to understand that, we're, that the juggling too much uh, isn't... Um, isn't well it isn't sustainable and it isn't actually um effective it isn't a bit effective you're doing effective because we're we're spread so thin that actually it's counterproductive to be trying to be superwoman or superman if you're a man listening to this and that you know there's all this talk about balance but actually what we need to talk about is counterbalance that balance is actually a lie particularly if you're a parent and a business owner and if you do both it's of my choices, isn't it? It's not about balance. No balance. Yeah. balance is, what am I going to do? And what am I not going to do? That's exactly. It. And that's the best thing about the one thing. I mean, essentially he's basically saying that you look at your work life and you look at your personal life. And so he, he has this great description, you know, so he, he describes those different areas and they're like balls. And he said, you know, work is a rubber ball. And if you back, drop it, it'll bounce back. Work is always there. You know, you, you can within reason, deal with it, you know, it'll come back to you, you can nip in and out. The same with kids, of, same yeah. with house. Well, well, actually, I think he was saying, you know, that they're, those other four, family, health, friends, and in your integrity, so that you're not like stretch your limit, are made of glass. And so that if you are dropping these constantly, they're getting scuffed and nicked and maybe even shattered because they're about your person, you know, your, your health, your family, your friends are not really negotiable. So that you can, in balance terms, kind of push work back a little bit. And so his thing is that's counterbalance and that you basically, um, sometimes you work hard, sometimes you, you ease off. And, but with your personal life, you don't go to the high and low extremes. And I think for mothers, you know, moderation, boring word, but really that's what we need to be looking at. That's our counterbalance so that we're not like skidding in on our knees at the end when we're going, It's good oh, enough piece, isn't it? Yeah. It's the, you know, it's not, we'd love it to look like this or be like this, or I'd love to devote all the time, but actually here's what I can actually manage and still have a functioning yeah. brain and yeah. still not want to literally run to the hills, you know? Exactly. And not be, you know, in tears. Cause again, there's a lot of people I work with and I would have been the same, you know, how are you? like literally crying, um, yeah. that they've reached that point. It's like there is no, there's literally no space. There's no counterbalance. It's just all... No juice in the car anymore. Yeah. You're completely run dry. Yeah. Yeah. So I always feel like the one thing is just if you are in that state, it's, it literally is just saying what, taking a little step back and just going, what one thing could I do right now? And just do that and forget everything else. And, and actually, it's knowing what your priorities are. And, and like you said there, really, your top priority is yourself. Absolutely. When you're a woman and a mother, that's often uh, not something that's told, you know, you should put your kids' needs first. You should put everyone else's. But actually, you should put your own needs first. Yeah, always. Right. And I did learn that. And I was, I mean, I was 40 before I learned that. Um, and I often say that to people, you know, um, 
and I don't regret it, obviously, but sometimes I think, God, if I'd only known <laughs> that, that, that nugget of information before this, I would have saved myself an awful lot of stress and anxiety. And um, yeah, so I really believe the one thing is, is a great way, thinking of counterbalance. But I think that's why midlife is such, such an exciting time because it's, it's a time when we actually can realize how much we've learned and then start living again with all these wonderful tools and, and stuff. And it's funny you should say that because I literally have been living that sort of life this week because one of the little techniques is when you do look at that page with all of the balls in the air and you, they've written down. And I mean, there could be 50. And why, when I did mine, it was like 50 or 60. When you look at that as a big macro picture, it, you nearly feel breathless already. You feel really stressed. So actually this week when there was a lot of stuff going on, I just made that intention to say, right, I'm going to just focus on this for this 15 minutes. Yeah. And then I'll see what the next hour has in store for me. And then I'm going to see what the next hour is. Because I used to start my day and I used to actually, you know, think this was a really positive thing. I used to start my day with a big long list of things to do because I thought, right, I'm going to be organized and I'll make my list of the day. And it was really stress inducing. It was totally stress inducing. Whereas now what I do is I go, what do I want to achieve? What how do I want to feel at the end of this day? And what are my sort of top three goals? Now I do have a long list of things to do, but it's changing the perception of I'm chasing all of these to-dos as opposed to here's what I'm going to put my intention and energy into today. And it's amazing how much more I actually get done when mm -hmm. I take away that big stress factor list of things and I just focus on what am I in in the moment and what am I doing? And this is one of the things that we, just to finish up, I suppose, one of the things that we both said yesterday on our little rant. Um, Thanks was, for ranting. <laughs> was the key to remember it is that, you know, knowing this stuff is one thing. Understanding the concepts and even practicing them is another. That does not mean that suddenly you're going to wake up with angels singing in a, in a you know, Charlotte Tilbury face, beautiful face, and that your life is now going to run smoothly on this blissful calm of, oh, I'm so intentional and calm. There's, it's an ongoing process all of the time. And sometimes the overwhelm will creep in and you've got to catch it and pull it back. You're, you know, it's an ongoing process. You do not stop practicing this idea of, what do I need from this day? What yeah. do I need from this day? How am I going to deliver that? And just understanding that you are not responsible for everything, mm. um, but that you've ever got to check in with yourself every single day. Absolutely. And I think one of the things for me to finish off is that, um, you know, often overwhelm is a thought process. The, the, all the juggling, yes. it's actually, I've got to do all these things. So usually when you're overwhelmed, you're saying, I have to do this. I don't want to do this. This thing that's coming up is a bit scary. This is a bit conflicting. It's all in your mind because in reality, you can only do one thing at a time. Yes. So even if you've got a full day, you know, you can only do from nine to 10, I've got this meeting, then I've got to do X. You could, so actually just taking a little step back and taking a breather, might, it might not actually be overwhelming, but when it's all in your head and you're looking at all these things, it seems ridiculous and you know out of your depth, but actually just coming back and, and kind of having the overview and going, because overwhelm is your mind rushing ahead. And so if you just pull yourself back and go, well, I can only do one thing at a time and I'm just going to take one step each time until it's done. <laughs> it's, much more, or it's much less stressful for me anyway, it works. 
Yeah. And uh, you were just saying to me beforehand that you're actually going to take tomorrow off because you've been working a lot of weekends. Yes. And I was laughing because I've, my, my boots delivery is arriving tomorrow with my, with my root, my, <laughs> my, my root colors, uh, those little sprays, those L'Oreal root colors. So, you know, it's quite nice to enter the fact that, you know, tomorrow is going to be a L'Oreal day for us because we're worth it. We are and right. I think the thing to members, we're all worth it. And you've yeah. got to wake up every day and remember that you are worth it and that you are not just there to facilitate other lives. You're very much there to facilitate your own. So and wake it, up and go, I'm worth it. <laughs> yes. and, and actually, it's really funny because I often say, uh, they, you know, oh, my boss has given me the morning off and my kids go, you are the boss. And I go, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I, and I just think, you know, sometimes we just need to say that, say to ourselves, hey, boss, I just want to have the morning off and go and do something nice for yourself. And that certainly helps keep me relatively sane. <laughs> And even if you can't do that tomorrow and, and, and uh, people are throwing uh, items at the wall now listening to this because they can't take the day off, it is about taking the pressure off. Yes. So if you can't take the day off, take the pressure off and just say, I'll do what I can do. Yeah. And, you know, the world will not. I promise as, a, as someone who literally was so widely taught, held together with this belief that if I let a shred go, that the whole, the whole building would collapse. Um, I can promise you that just letting go a little bit will uh, take the pressure off, will we'll make all the difference. And I can agree with that too. And, and just remember to, if you can just take a step back, take a breath and you will actually realise that, yes, it's all going to be okay. You sound like a Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> it's going to be okay. It will. Everything will be fine. But usually it is. Yeah, it <laughs> so, is. so yeah. uh Please, please, please stop letting your life run you down and you start running your life the way you want to live it. All right, until next time. Bye. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.